This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out, what do you got? All right, so I'm not a huge BTS person, but, you know, they are worldwide they are the biggest thing super popular exactly and i'm i think cap's daughters are fans but they're about to perform three shows in korea for live and online crowds they will be performing march 10th 11th and 13th but what caught my eye wasn't the actual performances but the fact that the march 12th performance will be broadcasted in theaters like, obviously, they're going to be performing live for a live audience. But you can go to a movie theater, yes. select movie theaters, and that you could see the performance live. That is so weird to me. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to explain to you that it's not weird. Really? Because there was a time many, 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 many moons ago when I was like a, like a child, right? Like six, seven years old, where pay-per-view was such a limited thing that right. the way to watch pay-per-view events were at movie theaters. Yeah, closed-circuit TV, they called it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, for me, I would just feel like, man, I'll just catch the other one right at home. I'll live stream it and whatever. I don't have to pay to go to the movie and like parking and whatever. Like, I just feel like that's such an inconvenience to watch a concert. Yeah, but I think people like going to the movie theaters and like seeing that experience that with other people. Right. I mean, I get mm-hmm. it. I wouldn't do it. OK, I was going to ask. So then you would do it. No, no, no. I would no, never. I would never do it. Never. Yeah. And I know but, what you're talking about, George, because way back in the day, you're right. You know, there was no when you were pay-per-view. six or seven as well. Yeah, there there was no paper. He was like eighteen. Dude, there weren't there weren't there wasn't cable TV, dude. Right. Seriously, there was no cable TV. So well, I so, I was never. I don't remember not having cable TV, but um, but I remember even then there was only like thirty channels. I don't um, remember it either. It's just that that's what I was told. I think right. People told right, me that that right, maybe right. there was no cable yeah. TV mm-hmm. at one time yeah. in the world. I think. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. black and white too? That was his jam, bruh. I don't even know what that is, Black and White. Leave it to Beaver. (laughs) You're a big fan of Leave it to Beaver? No, I don't even know what that means. Bewitched. Yeah. Beverly Hillbillies. But I don't know what you're talking about. It was, I remember very vaguely, like growing up as a kid, right? It was big. I loved wrestling as a kid. And I remember the, like, WrestleMania 1 or Mm -hmm. 2, you would have to go to, like, an arena or, like, a movie theater to watch it because it was on pay per view because pay per view didn't exist on cable yet. Um, or at least they hadn't figured out how to do that yet. And then shortly thereafter, maybe like a couple years later, you, they, they, you were able to get it through your cable subscriber. You'd have to call, and then they would add it to like one of the channels. They'd give you like a channel just for the day that you could click on to, to watch it or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, re- I remember that. I also remember as a kid you know, renting movies from oh, like yeah. video stores, right. even pre-Blockbuster, like yeah, a mom VHS and pop tapes. Yeah. place where I would go and – um, and because I didn't watch, I didn't go to like the movie theater. My parents weren't taking me to watch wrestling at a movie theater. They were like wrestling. That crap is fake. Um, and mm-hmm. I would like I rent the video of like, of like WrestleMania and WrestleMania two or whatever it was and watch the VHS tapes later with like my buddies. Dude, I really resent when you say that wrestling's fake. Um, and that your parents said that. And I remember exactly where I was 
when I was my uncle, I was 13 years old. I saw Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, take on Harley Race in a steel cage loser leave town match at the Hollywood Sportatorium, brother. And after that night, my uncle said to me, he goes, well, you know, it's all fake, right? And I went, whoa, 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 hold on. What? What did you just say? Yeah. Uncle Larry? And he said, it's fake. I'm like, no, it's not, man. I saw Dusty Rhodes' face was all bloody and gnarly from the fence. Don't say that, man. I would. I think the difference between fake and I think we've learned now that it's scripted. Like those guys literally take very, very much a physical toll. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But. Hey, so this BTS concert in a movie theater, not going, would never go. Because I have a question: Can I get up and dance? Because I don't know. Like a movie theater yeah, is comfortable for sure. for you know, movies, but I like I don't see myself standing up in a movie theater in between my chair and the next chair and being able to get down the way I need to. I mean, you do it at an arena, don't you? Yeah, why not? My my nephew, I take him to every movie, like every kid's movie, and he yeah. always jumps out of his seat and starts dancing every time. Really? Is there yeah. enough room if I wanted to oh, get yeah. down? Well, especially now, like these fancy movie theaters, there's plenty of room. Hmm. Go out into the aisles if you need to. Yeah, but I'm saying you do it at a concert in an arena and there's way less room. Well, you know, you might be right on that, but I still don't see myself seeing a, a, a concert in a movie theater. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Um, so here's the thing. In the open, Chris referred to me being wrong <laughs> about LeBron. And, I mean, I was for one night. There's no question about that. But the conversation you and I were having yesterday, Cap, if you remember, was like it's unfair to ask LeBron night in and night out, especially right now during the dog days of February, to carry them every night. Like well, that's offensively, what you said. That's yeah. what you said. Right. And, you and didn't I, disagree with me, though. No, I do disagree with you. Okay, you think you think it's it's what should be asked of him at thirty seven years old? Correct. Okay. You know why? Why? Because he's LeBron James. Okay. So when LeBron James puts on a basketball uniform and goes out on the floor, my expectation, because if I'm Jeannie Buss or I'm Rob Palinka, or even if I'm LeBron James, my expectation is that's the best player on the floor. That's the guy who's going to carry us to victory. Right, and you know what happened when the, the last time a team like this, you know, the Lakers had a team like this with Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and all that, Kobe Bryant did all that um, and then tore his Achilles at the end of the season. Okay, that's that's a way to put a damper on things, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Look, because all I'm was, saying to you is... He was getting up in age and he had you, too, too much to do. Yeah, you said we were having a conversation. I was on the receiving end of your harangue, which was you yelling and screaming about how LeBron James cannot be expected at 37 years old to go up and down the floor the way he used to. That was yeah. your argument. Yeah. And my argument is, that's LeBron James. And so if he got on a uniform, I expect him to do exactly what you said he couldn't do. Yeah, I'm impressed you even knew what the word harangue meant. Did you look that up before the show? I didn't, but I felt like it's one word that I have a grasp of that's kind of smart sounding. And you've broken out today Apple, Apple plates. App, uh, what? apoplectic yeah so i figured you know what i'm gonna try and break out something fancy along the way and it just happened to come out of my mouth it was good you good usage of it you thank actually you. used it properly as well i'm impressed thank you very much yeah. thank you um but yeah i again we've seen this movie before team that allegedly has a lot of talent team that disappoints team all of a sudden goes on a run because the best player on the planet, arguably at the time, goes on a crazy run, even though they're up in age, and then bad thing happens. Let me ask you this. And, and maybe I'm just being way, way, way too naive right. and optimistic at the same time. Okay? Mm -hmm. 
Is there any way that the Lakers, this late in the season, with Anthony Davis hurt yet again, is there any way they could change what they do from a X's and O's execution um, how, style of play that they have based on the players that they have? Is there anything they could what, do? What do you mean, like, like? I, I mean, I'm yes. I mean, offensively, maybe. Um, defensively, I feel like they've tried everything and nothing works. Okay, so so that so this is a good thing. I'm glad you're saying this. Yeah. So here's the thing. Maybe if if you can't play defense. You know what the best thing you could do would be? Score a lot of points. Right. Outscore everybody. Right. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is this. You don't if want the, them to play any defense. Right. I want them to play an all-star game every night. You want them to be the seven or seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns. Right. I want them to score 160 but you want, points. But you want Frank Vogel to coach like Mike D'Antoni? Like, no. I, I don't, no. I, I, I want LeBron. I want LeBron to say to Russ and to Dwight and to Carmelo and to Austin Reeves, shout out to Austin Reeves coming up clutch again last night. I hey, guys, we're picking up the pace, okay? We're going to play the way Russ prefers to play, and we're going to go fast, and we're going to play transition basketball. And, and you know what? Since we suck on defense, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to outscore everybody. Now, I have no way of possibly installing the game plan, just so we're all clear here. I know. By the way, um, yeah. I mean, how much more do you want to pick up the pace? They're second in the NBA in pace. I want him to get to first. That's my answer. I mean, there's not there's not a huge difference between them and the Charlotte Hornets who are first. Oh. Well, look, George, I'm not sure you, you understand this about my resume, yeah. but I have a very distinguished career as a three-time back-to-back-to-back championship coach of Jewish Community Center basketball okay. back in the in the mid-'90s. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know this about me or not. Mm-hmm. No, I did not know that. No. Yeah. I've so, learned a lot about you over the years. But so while I've, I have a, also a very distinguished career as a Little League baseball manager, okay, very distinguished, there's a lot of coaching DNA inside of me. However, in this particular instance, I'm not saying this is what you do. I'm asking the question of Frank Vogel. If you don't have AD, but this is what you got, is there anything you can do stylistically to get better? Because you just, have no, three no. three guys that have weren't playing well together, and one of them's gone. So what can you do? Can you come up with anything smart? No, not really. No, that's it. It's over. It's over. I mean, if you're, I mean, I kind of told you yesterday they weren't going to win the championship. I'm trying to be optimistic. Do you not hear this? I yeah. said I could be naive. I could be optimistic. Yeah, I Nothing. mean the Lakers are 23rd in offense this year. See, there's that's a lot of room for improvement. Guys, we have to be top five in offense because we're going to outscore everybody because we can't play defense. Right, but you want them to outpace everyone, and they're, they're practically there and still not scoring. If anything, maybe you slow it down. But then that is not play to Russ's style. He's not a half-court player. So my problem is that there is nothing you can do because the roster is mismatched. Well, like, if you told me Russ wasn't playing, yeah. like, if you told me Russ was, was, was unavailable and AD was playing, and you told me I could surround LeBron and AD with a bunch of shooters, which they have some of those, like, and, and that we would slow, they would slow down the pace and, and just play more half court um, and occasionally run when necessary, of course, because you have LeBron he likes to run, uh, I, I would feel better about it because if you surround LeBron with a bunch of shooters, good things generally happen. 
Wow, you have painted a very dark picture here today, George. I'm No, I'm painting a very realistic picture, which LeBron for one night was able to push back on it because he's LeBron freaking James, to your point. But I just don't know if over the span of, I don't know how many games are left in the season. Um, well, let's 40, see here. 50, let's like quick uh, here. 25 games or whatever it is. Let's see, they've played, Give or they've take. played 58 games so far. So they're going to play, oh, my God, I'm going to try and do math live on there. I'm going to say 24, 24 games. games. Yeah, 24 games. Did I get I right? Close. I was close. Yeah. Um, yeah, 24. Wow. So over 24 games, you, I don't, you know, look, look I'm going to give you the number, okay? The number they have to hit for me to feel confident, okay? Confident is a key word here, all right? We'll do that on the other side. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. <laughs> that was a good show. It was a good show. I know it was a good show. By the way, the Rams put on a good show this year, and I want to get to uh, back to the Lakers in a second. Um, so I asked my my seven year old, hey, do you want like some championship gear like from the Rams or whatever? And she likes tie dye. She's into tie dye right now. Um, so I went to Fanatics, which is like, you know, the website where you can get all the apparel and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. And I ordered a shirt like a Rams shirt, a championship uh, Super Bowl champion tie dye shirt or whatever. Does Royal it say like whose house Rams house on it? No, I, I don't know. I think it just says like Super Bowl champions Got or whatever. Um, and I so I ordered it and I just figured, oh, you know, it'll be here in a couple days or whatever. And I just looked. I was like, "Man, it's been a March. couple days." Having it. March seventh. Yep. Come on. Yep. Yeah. I, I ordered two. I ordered a hat, a shirt, and a beanie. But it said March seventh for my hat, and it's already being shipped. So I think they're just kind of giving you that time frame. Yeah. And then they're gonna ship it earlier. I hope. It's because, crazy. Yeah, it's a long time. Like I yeah. want to wear it now. I know. Yeah. Right? So the 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 uh, I know the fanatics people a little bit, and I asked them before the game, like what what was it like? And they said the Bengal stuff was insane. Like it was like they didn't they couldn't replenish it fast enough mm -hmm. because you know it's been it had been thirty years basically since they had been in this situation. They've been so bad, right? Like it's just a crazy run. Uh, but now apparently everybody's buying Rams gear now. So. That's I should cool. just call my buddy and be like, hey, how can you help me get the shirt faster? Go into his website and you're buying this stuff when you can call your pal and he'll ship it no, right to you. No, but I'm not that guy. I'm not looking for a freebie. Oh, okay. It's a business. I understand. So I I'm it. willing to, I'm okay paying. Like, okay. I'm fine with that. Well, then maybe you should have called him and said, hey, listen, I'm willing to pay. Can you just I, speed it right. up? Can you just speed it up a little bit? Right. You know? Yeah. So is this all um, like connected to the uh, the supply chain, or is this like no, the Rams won? We have to hurry. No, up and print this, this is stuff more up. like the Rams won, and everybody's okay. yeah, wants. 
the thing. Because yeah. the supply yeah. chain thing, I yeah. flew about two weeks ago to Mammoth. And when you fly over Long Beach, this is as you're heading north. Yeah, you see before, all the stuff in the port right, or whatever. You see, like, like tons of ships down there. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is this whole supply chain thing everybody's talking about. They can't even get these ships in. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. I also think post, I mean, not to get too far into this, but post-COVID, what happened was people wanted to start spending again and buying stuff. And that part of it, the demand is what became overwhelming to the supply chain. Um, it's really less about COVID these days. That's a very simplistic way to describe it. There's way more detail and nuance to it, but that's probably the cl- the easiest way I could describe well, it. Well, let me tell you something funny about this real quick. So I went into a furniture store recently. George, I'm not joking around. Have you guys been in a furniture store? I've been in a furniture store not in like in a 30 long years. Time. I mean, I'm like, telling I, you. Literally, my wife ordered, we had, uh, we had to order like furniture for something. And she just ordered it online. Yeah, I'm not joking around when I tell you I've been in a furniture store in like 20 years, okay? But did you go and like lay on every bed when you went to go to the furniture store or no? This most recently? Yes. No, I wasn't laying on beds because I wasn't looking for beds, but I did sit on some couches. But I really wasn't even looking for couches either. But I I did sit on a few. Uh, But here's the thing. I walk in. This store's got to be like 200,000 square feet, right? And there's millions and millions of dollars worth of furniture on the floor. So right. I find some things. I'm like, okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. The lady goes, yeah, okay, that I can get to you by April 5th. That I can get to you by like May. I'm like, wait, wait, you got all this stuff all over the place and nothing is available? She's like, right. We, yeah, but you we, wouldn't want the floor sample, do no, you? No, no, no. Sitting my, on it like you. No, no. My point is, though, is that Cap, they have- Most furniture is like that, though. Yeah, yeah we, that, that, even in a regular situation. Oh, because like they got yeah. all this stuff. They got they got nothing they can sell you. So we were like joking about it. Like, so all this stuff is here and I like this and this and this, but none of it is for sale. Yeah. And, but the, the last time I did that. OK, so yeah. when I moved to Connecticut, right, when mm-hmm. I lived in, in Connecticut, when I first got hired by ESPN almost 10 years ago, um, I, I I went to a furniture store to buy stuff there. Like um, so. And even back then, like 2013, it was it took. Yeah, weeks. Well, wow. I didn't know this because I never go shopping for anything. I never buy yeah. anything, really, uh, yeah. unless it's on Amazon. And and so what happened was they wound up delivering, like, I don't know, 60% of the stuff that I bought. And then I call the lady and go, hey, so the original date that you were supposed to schedule this, is that when the rest of the stuff is coming? She's like, yeah. oh, no, that stuff won't be there until, like, the end of March. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The it's on back order. But that's normal. Like no, even yeah. know. last time I bought a bed and a couch, I want to say like maybe five or so years ago. Same thing. You go if if it's you you know a situation where you buy it in the furniture store or even buying it online. Like both cases, they have to because you know they have to schedule delivery and all that stuff. So like I bought a lot of my furniture at like bigger box stores because you get it quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so we were wrapping up a conversation about. Um, you said to me, "Is there anything the Lakers can do to change their style, approach, or whatever?" I, I just think that Russ is such an odd fit that I don't think they can do that with him on this roster. Like, you know, if you put LeBron around shooters, he's gonna be fine. Um, and you know, so like AD going down really hurts them on on a number of fronts, obviously. But yeah, I, I this roster is just really mismatched. Cap, but you, just to but you said, let's just go back to the beginning of all this, though. When Russ got here, do you remember the original conversation was LeBron is so smart that he can make anyone work. Right. So well, now Well, clearly we've learned that is not the case that there is an outlier to every situation. Or or maybe it's just that LeBron and AD 
we're trying to, as you described yesterday, which I always love this this way. I like this analogy. You cannot put a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. So maybe LeBron and AD were trying to put Russ the square peg into the round hole. Couldn't do it. So you want him to put him into a square peg, a square, so I, a square so, hole. Well, what I'm thinking is, I'm yeah. thinking that now LeBron looks at AD and says, look, that's probably not a two-week injury, number one. And even if he is able to come back three weeks, four weeks from now, can we really count on the guy? We can't right now. His body's not holding up. So here's what I think I should do. Mm-hmm. How can I get the best out of Russ? And if I get the best out of Russ and I make everybody else around us work off of his strengths, no, then we'll then we can play a different style, and maybe our roster is better for that style. Yeah. So what you want them? To, so you, look, the way Russ works, and I kind of alluded to this yesterday. I think Russ is best suited if he has the ball in his hands, and basically he's playing like old school Allen Iverson, Philadelphia 76ers got to the finals ball, where it's him doing all the heavy lifting, making all the decisions, good or bad, and you know everyone else just playing a role and a part, and you, can, I, you that doesn't work. Like, could LeBron do it? Sure. I also don't think that's the Russell Westbrook is not. Allen Iverson anymore or he isn't even Russell Westbrook anymore (laughs) like he's not Allen Iverson either so like at this stage but that's like the best case scenario for Russ and even that team in today's NBA is probably not a playoff team all right so Um, now you add LeBron to that roster are they a playoff team probably but not a good one okay like that style of basketball is not going to work okay but you got 24 games to go here right now let me ask you a question that's like saying would you put Drew Brees in an offense that you want to throw the ball down the field all the time? Or would you want Drew Brees in an offense where he's going to pick you apart with his accuracy? I would probably want to put Drew Brees in the accuracy side of things. But, Correct. Here's, the, but here's the thing. Let's let's make a, a different analogy. Let's say Matthew Stafford gets hurt in a Rams game. And let's say now you got to bring in John Wolford. He's the backup quarterback. The Wolf. But, but his skill set is different. He doesn't have the arm that Stafford has. He runs has. a little bit, yeah. Okay? He, he's got a different skill set. So now I'm Sean McVay. All three phases of the game, man. I'm grateful for you all. I'm all three phases. So now I'm Sean McVay, and I've got to say, how do I adjust what I do based on who's running my system? So if, if now AD's out, and I'm going to experiment over the next 24 games because, George, what do I have to lose? So I would say this. If the best way to get the most out of Russ is to give him the ball, let him make the decisions, and everybody else just kind of work no, around him, bro. go he try it for a game bad, or two. Dis- bad decisions. Well, They've tried they, that already this year. No, they did. They tried that when LeBron was playing center when AD was out. And that, that yeah, people were marveling at LeBron, putting up great numbers playing center, but there weren't that many wins. All right, well, don't play LeBron at center. Play Dwight at center. Have LeBron work off of Russ and for the next five games, we might as well try it because guess what? We're 27 and 31, and we stink. So let's try something else. We got this guy. We're paying him $45 million. No. How do we get the best from him? So you, oh wait, you'd rather get the best from him and not get the best out of LeBron, who is still clearly the better player? Yeah, but let's see what happens when you lose. Here's let what will happen lose. they'll lose more games. Well, then who cares? Because they're not very no, good. No, but now. then you're out of the playoffs. You want to miss the playoffs completely? Like, not what even do I want to do? Play-in? I want to, I want to get to the playoffs and, and get knocked out in the first round? I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's better than not making the playoffs. It's embarrassing either way. Not, not making the playoffs is worse. 
Like, do you think LeBron wants – I mean, he doesn't want a first-round exit for sure on his resume. He's only had one. Time out. Um, I just want to say, one time – oh, 2015. 2015 or 2017 when the Cavs lost in the finals, he said, I would rather not make the playoffs at all than lose in the finals. He did say yeah. that. I don't know if right, he meant but, it, but he said but that. It's, e- it's easy to say that when you're getting to the finals every year. <laughs> I don't believe that – I don't believe that for one second. Well, not one I'll second. Tell you this. I'll tell you this. Not even a millisecond. A Ma- nanosecond. I kind of believe playoffs? it because if you think no about like all the energy way. that he has to exert no into the playoffs, like no way, I mean, no way. Not after a first, not coming off a first round exit. Well, I, I mean, like not even making the playoffs at all. Period. Right, but you're ta- he's saying that as he's going to the finals yes, every you're, year. You're right. You're right. Okay, yes. but right not now, not as coming off a first round embarrassment. If I'm LeBron, I'd rather not be in the playoffs than get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Because you know what? Getting knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, just more wear and tear on the body. You know what? Let's get this season over with. Let's try and figure out what we're going to do with this roster, and then we'll come back and regroup again I mean, for next maybe. year. I mean, maybe, but I, 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 just, I think he's too competitive for that. All right, let's go to Radio Tinder. We'll continue this conversation after that. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Lens, what do you got? All right, so Brock's, the candy company, is switching things up this year with something that you're not used to finding in your Easter basket. They have introduced new late-night taco truck jelly beans. Sounds delicious, late, right? Late-night late taco truck jelly beans. Mm-hmm. So their new candy includes six different flavors that were inspired by food and drinks that you'd find at a taco truck. Mm-hmm. Margaritas, churro. I'll say the Americanized version. Because no, you I were want, doing really well. I don't with want your... you guys to make fun of me. Margaritas. No, you were doing good. Yeah. Churros. Churros. Sal- salsa. Guacamole. Salsa, guacamole. Beef tacos. And beef taco. Horchata. Is that how you say that? Horchata. 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 It's, uh, silent is, uh, H is silent. Okay. So that was my Spanish lesson for the day. Horchata. Nice. Mm-hmm. Would you guys ever try these taco-inspired jelly beans? Swipe left or swipe right? Um, I'm going to swipe left. I hate jelly beans. It's pretty simple. So there you go. I'm going to swipe right. I also hate jelly beans, but the horchata one sounds kind of interesting to me, so I'll give it a try. Yeah, my try kids love jelly beans. I hate them. How do you hate, hate jelly beans? It's a weird uh, thing to let hate. Me, let me tell you it why I gross. hate jelly beans. I hate the texture. When you bite on them, and they got that little crunchy outside, and then that like sugary... Uh, 
like sticks to your teeth kind of inside. I freaking yeah. hate jelly beans. Yeah, it's crap. I don't like that. I don't like red vines or Twizzlers or anything. No, that Twizzlers stuff I love. I love Twizzlers. No, that's, that's gross. different. That's Starburst different. has the best jelly beans. Starburst jelly beans. Now, I need Starburst. I feel like that's a little different, but You know what's weird though? I'll, I don't like a jelly bean and this is going to be really weird, but I do like a Skittle, which is virtually the same thing. No, that's Skittle different. has a hard shell. It's different. I don't like the old school jelly beans, the ones that are just like the weird, I don't know, old like plain root beer, ones. The root beer No, I mean, jelly, jelly bellies are good, but I mean the ones that, that don't have as much flavor and they're more like, you know, grandma jelly beans, I guess. Like the spicy jelly beans. Like boomer beans? Yes, exactly. Boomer beans. There you go, Cap. You don't go. like boomer, boomer beans. No boomer beans. All right, next one. So Jamar Chase just finished his incredible rookie season after the Bengals, of course, lost to the Rams in the Super Bowl. And you know what he spent his third day of the offseason doing? No. Working what? out? No. He was working at Raising Cane's fast food restaurant. No way. Yeah. He went to the Cincinnati location to surprise fans where he did everything from take orders, serve food at the drive through window, and ring up at the cash register. So I think that was something really cool that he did for the fans to, you know, do a little meet and greet. But have you guys ever worked in the service industry? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? Swipe right. Yeah, I worked, uh, man, I'm telling you, when I was a kid, 15 years old, I was working at a Chinese restaurant uh, called the Egg Roll House, and the woman uh, who spoke broken English, she told me, she goes, you'll never be anything other than middle class. That's what she told me. Her name was Connie. She hated me because I couldn't. what a boss. She could not, I, I couldn't memorize the menu. So, like, if somebody called and they wanted a pint of Egg Foo Young versus a quart of Egg Foo Young, I would have to look on the menu to find out it was ten ninety five versus seven ninety five, and that was taking too much time for her. So she fired me. She eventually rehired me as a dishwasher. Then I worked at Taco Viva. I worked at Taco Viva because I loved it because uh, I would screw up people's orders so I could eat them. <laughs> you know, you would do that. I'm not yeah. surprised at yeah. all. Yeah. None, no, none, <laughs> zero surprise. Yeah. I'm like, what did you want? You wanted a burrito supreme. Oh, sorry, you didn't want sour cream. I'll put this one off to the side. I'll eat this one later. <laughs> yeah, I've been in that service industry. Yeah, I'm going to swipe left. I've never uh, been in the service industry, so sorry, can't help you on this one. I have. I bartended, waitress. Bartending, though, made me, like, nowadays, after bartending when I was in college and for, like, a few years afterwards, yeah. it makes me, it made me not want to drink alcohol, and that's mm. one of the reasons, really? I mean, it's kind of, it's one of the many reasons, I just don't like how I feel when I'm drunk, and I just don't really, like, like to partake, but just oh. the way that people act was such, like, a turnoff to me, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, dude, my best friend worked for a number of years as a, when he first moved to New York, he worked as a bartender at this, like, really nice restaurant, and he says it was some of the most fun nights uh, of his life. Like, just listening to people, seeing people watching. It was incredible. Oh, I had a uh, blast doing it, but it was still like some of, you know, you see some ugly stuff too. McDonald's yeah. is the worst. My wife worked at Macaroni Grill when she was young. My, my sister Laura, met her at husband at Apple, working at Applebee's. Oh, really? Wait, yes, I did. You worked at McDonald's? Mm-hmm. What'd I you do? At, I worked at McDonald's. I started when I was 17 to like about 19, and I was like cashier, kitchen, Everything, manager, I hated my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was horrible. We all oh had those my. like sweet mm-hmm. high school jobs. My first job ever, I was 14, I worked at a donut shop. Girl, mine was a swap Now, meet. that's different. I would totally work at a donut shop. Yeah. <laughs> you would eat the whole thing. <laughs> I would. All right, what's next? All right, so Pete Davidson has rejoined Instagram after a four-year hiatus. What? So I didn't he, even know he was gone. I, well, I know. I funny. didn't either. I know I know you guys don't like him, but I have a point here, okay? Okay. So he quit back in 2018. He quit 
Instagram along with all his other social media because he said he just wasn't enjoying it anymore. Right. He posted before he shut it down saying, the internet is an evil place and it doesn't make me feel good. Why should I spend any time on negative energy when real life is effing lit? (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with him on that, by the way. I don't disagree there. Yeah, sounds like something Cap would say. But apparently, you know, that time is now. He's going to rejoin. So just want to ask you guys if you've ever taken a lengthy social media hiatus. Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I have not, um, not like in the sense of like, well, okay, I have and I haven't. Not like I've announced, hey, I'm leaving social media for whatever. Um, no, I just don't look at it. Right? Have you like, ever like not been on social media <laughs> at all for like at least a month? Oh, well, not a month. I think on like vacation, like I took a couple years ago, I was out on vacation for like 10 days and I did not look at it once. Wow, that's impressive. I wish I could take that kind of a break. I have friends of mine that tell me that they – Twitter for a month and they're like you know how much happier I am in life that oh I'm not God, on yeah. Twitter yeah and Twitter I would Twitter and Instagram is just bad these days although you can curate a little easier but it's um Twitter's yeah Twitter's worse really bad, it's a cesspool I, I haven't been on Facebook in 10 years so it doesn't really matter to me as we've discussed but um, I know that's really bad too because you have no limits on what the hell you can write although I guess you could do a thread on Twitter but um yeah I I I, I have limited my social media intake and output even uh plenty like i used to tweet way more often now occasionally i'll tweet about a game or something i see on a game or something fun or cool or i want to shout out somebody like a couple of my you know one of my colleagues at espn who produced the nba stuff left and i wrote something and like but yeah like i i don't spend a lot of time there anymore oh man i would love to shut it down i really would would you you should would you if if it weren't for your job like let's say oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, if it I wasn't would. for this job, yeah. yeah you that you liar. You blame the job. You would you would still be watching. I, I would probably be on Instagram. I'd probably still be on Facebook, but I would definitely get off Twitter. Do you yeah. post a lot on Facebook? No, not not really. I don't know. I don't yeah. post a lot, but I'm on there a lot because a lot of people get a hold of me that way, you know, through like Facebook direct message, you know? Yeah. No, not me. I'm good. I can I, I have consumed way less over time and i i could cut cut it out completely if i had if i if i didn't have to use it for work i would totally cut it out like we have colleagues that don't use it like who um right thompson who's like arguably the best writer in the sports writer in the country um I, don't know who he is. I mean there's guys I mean, like michael wilbon doesn't have no he does oh he, he does, does. Okay. he does he doesn't run he doesn't always he you can tell when it's him tweeting though or when it's his social media team when <laughs> i love angry wilbon like wilbon gets really <laughs> pissed when he's watching the bears or something like that or like the cubs or the bulls like that's when you can tell it's totally him occasionally he'll tweet stuff about other stuff but he's got a social media team but he does he has a social media both you know Instagram who, you know who does not you know who doesn't have any social media presence at all and yeah. i was always impressed by this and i, I always say to him oh How neil everett our buddy at sports center also doesn't have twitter Charles Barkley. I didn't know that Neil Everett. I didn't know that. Yeah, Charles Barkley is another one. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, I I don't care what they say on social media. That's really good, George. That's really, really good. Keep doing (laughs) that one. Um, I would say uh, Jim Nance, zero. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know, older guys. He I doesn't it. strike me as someone that would ever have social media, though. Yeah. Well, Joe Buck is pretty funny it. on Twitter, and he's been in, yeah. on and off in the past. I, I feel like Jim Nance just is, like, totally above it. Al Michaels, I don't think Al Michaels got anything. No, Bob Costas, none of those guys. They're older guys, yeah. though. It's different. They're boomers, Cap. They yeah, are. Yeah, they're, they're big-time boomers. They are literal baby boomers. Yeah. Total. All right, what's next? All right, so the Nationals offered superstar outfielder Juan Soto a 13-year, 355 
million dollar contract extension right before the start of the lockout. Yeah. Soto confirmed that the team made him the long term offer, but he said that his agents at the Boris Corporation prefer to proceed by year by year with arbitration. Uh, now, given the whole situation with the lockout and everything going on, we don't even know if they're going to play this year. Do you think that Juan Soto made a mistake turning down that monster deal? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe left and say no. I think that um, these players, they wanted, they want the long-term dollars, which I understand, and the, the massive security that comes with you know a nearly $400 million contract over 13 years. But... Here's what's going to happen. It's kind of what happened to Fernando Tatis down at the Padres. You know, the kids signed before he had to, and if he's healthy, if five years from now, his massive contract is going to be, he's not going to be one of the top paid players anymore. So I'd rather try and do more of a five-year deal, four or five years, rather than give up the next 13 years for money today when I think there'll be a lot more later. Sedano? Um... Yeah, I would have turned it down too. I don't think it's. Uh, I mean, I get. So, what am I swiping left or right on? What is the on whether exact? or not he made a mistake by no, he it did down. not make a mistake. So, uh, swipe left, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it's twenty-seven and a half million. Corey Seager's average deal is thirty-two and a half per year. He's a better player than Corey Seager, so um, I would sign. I would wait to sign for more. Could you guys just imagine being in a position where somebody's offering you a thirteen-year, four hundred million dollar contract, twenty-seven million dollars a year, and you go, no, uh-uh, nope. Uh-uh. Sucks. That's ask, a low-ball offer. Dennis it's Schroeder insulting. About that. Yeah, right. Well, there's a there's a perfect example of a guy who did make a mistake. We'll see what happens with Juan Soto. Yeah, you could have, like, a career-ending injury. Like, oh, you have a really bad year. I don't know. I just feel like I wouldn't risk it. That's just me. I, I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, do we have any, <laughs> any one more or no? That's it for Radio Tinder today. All righty then. All right. Coming up next. Uh, Matthew Stafford and Kelly Stafford um, did something that was kind of cool, um, considering some of the uh, negativity that was surrounding them recently. We'll get to that in a second. And did LeBron subtweet Rob Palinka? All that coming up here over the next uh, couple segments. Stick around. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. I am for real. Apologize a million times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I I just happened to hear this song today. Yeah. Because, George, I've told you I'm making a concerted effort to get myself back into world-class physical condition. Yeah. So I went out for a run today. Yeah. I took a very short little run. Yeah. Like, nothing major. Like, 15, 20 miles. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. And um, 
I had on like the Super Bowl halftime mix station. Yeah. So it was a lot of Dre and Snoop because yeah. I really like those guys because I'm a yeah. boomer. No, we know. You don't like Mary J. Yeah. And then Outcast was uh, this particular song was on there, you know? Right. So, yeah, I heard that earlier. I didn't know today was the anniversary. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Did you say that you ran 15, 20 miles? Yeah, it was no, no big deal. It's not you just did a not short little training. No, you didn't. Some, nothing really major, you know? You, didn't, you just did like six recently the day on a 10K, didn't you? I did six on Sunday. I did five today yeah. because I had DeMarco Farr on my podcast this morning. Yeah. And DeMarco and I are committed to doing a half marathon together. Mm-hmm. So when I told him I did this 10K, he told me today he was going to do a 5K in under 30 minutes and he was going to send me his data, which yeah. I have not yet gotten. So right. Right, right. if anybody wants to get hold of DeMarco, tell him. I'm looking for his Strava account or he can take a picture of his, his phone, his watch, anything. Yeah. Hey, real quick, um, I want to give people a chance to win tickets. Lakers ticket Thursday, tickets for February 25th. Lakers Clippers, the first game back uh, after the All-Star break. Uh, we always do show trivia for this stuff. So what city in town was the restaurant that Lindsay wanted to go to that I said because of their stipulations uh, on visiting said restaurant that I would never go to. Forget the restaurant's name. You don't have to give the restaurant's name. We don't want to shame them any further. Uh, but what part of town were they in? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And the first person to answer that correctly will win Lakers Clippers tickets. Yeah, because uh, this is all because I wanted me and George Clooney to go to dinner at Craig's with Jennifer right. Aniston. Right. And then Chris Morales sent me a text and said, why don't we go to Dantana's? That's fine by me, too. I have no issue with Dantana's. Because that's more boomery. Yes. I have no issue with Dantana's. I love Dantana's. So, George, Jennifer, if you're listening this afternoon, let's do a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, So, there you go. Um, In the interim, Mm -hmm. so Matthew Stafford was taking a lot of grief for – a photographer falling off stage, right? Like, because the vi- if you saw the video online, yeah, I saw it. it. Basically, the, there was a stage, probably like six to eight feet high off the ground. And Lindsay, I, I saw the video just once. Oh so man! If, if, if what do you mean, old man? I've seen this thing like ten times. Like I, yeah, I, I don't I, like I had to, to watch. Out a, I had to take out stuff. a telestrator. You know what okay. I mean? All right. So, well, if you've watched it a hundred times, but let me ask Lindsay for Lindsay. Like, how would you describe what transpired in that video? I think the best way to say it is uh, Matthew Stafford, his wife, like, directly behind him, kind of, like, looking out the crowd. Woo! Photographer was standing on the stage with them, right in took, front of them. Right. To take pictures. She fell backwards as she was, She like, took, like, a wrong step? Like, yeah. She didn't they were realize, still... right, that yeah. the stage yeah. was coming to an end right behind her. And right. then he, like, quickly was just, like, he didn't, sit, like, audibly say it, but he kind of had a look, like, on his face, like, nope. Turned around and, like, signaled to his wife who ran over, like, in horror to help the woman. Yeah, well, I want to just say this, that I read his lips, okay, because, again, I watched it, like, a hundred times, and he he saw her fall backwards and down off the stage, and, look, the guy was wasted, right? I mean, it was... Right, it was he a, was clearly wasted. Right, I mean, he, he's standing there with a bottle of 1942 tequila talking to the crowd, slurring his words. He's clearly wasted, and that's okay. Everybody was celebrating. But when he sees her fall backwards, Matthew Stafford says, oh, my God, turns his body and walks away. Like any other drunk person who'd be like, oh, my God, that woman just fell right in front of me. I better turn around and get out of here. Or 
What you could do is you could be super heroic and immediately snap into sobriety, jump down off the stage, and come to this woman's aid. But he was drunk. So he turned around. People, when they're drunk, act weird. Right. Now, Kelly and Stafford, she, though, right away, went she right saw into it. action. Yes. Right. She went. You're exactly right, George. She sprung right into action, that Kelly Stafford. She was wearing a cape that said it's Matthew, not Matt, and this really cool, yeah. shiny blue jacket. And yeah. like a superhero, Kelly yeah. Stafford sprung right into action. So the, uh, the internet was, you know, appalled by this, um, which, again, Come on, like, really? Here, here's what I would say. And, and w- I, look, I mean, I'm the type of person I, – I would have done what Kelly Stafford did just because I that's just the nature in me. But I also don't know how I would act if I were, you know, a, a bottle into tequila. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if I was sober, immediately I'd be like, oh, my God, what happened to that woman? Like, we got to find – is she okay? Like, and we – you know, but when you're drunk, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to that question. Well, so because I don't know the answer to that question, I would assume I would do the thing that I would do when I was sober, but I don't know. Um, Like, the – the Laura, you said what? I said he did the right thing. When you're drunk, you can't help anyone. So he appointed someone who was sober enough. He might have right. He, <laughs> he might have been. Anybody. It, he it could have been away. worse. It it could have been worse, right? Like if he goes down there, what if he like falls on top or makes things worse, right? Like there's there's other things that could have happened that could have made it worse potentially. So long story short, internet goes nuts like you know because the national pastime i'm going to steal this line from my buddy dan lebitard the national pastime in america now is outrage on the internet mm-hmm. and you know it's like hey man like I, I don't know like i i don't this is also why i don't spend a lot of time on the internet there's anymore. nothing there's nothing he could so have done the, you okay, know okay. So the, uh, forget about that forget about that though like yeah I, I, I'm, let's move past that she clearly got hurt yep she um, did get hurt and 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 we hope for a speedy recovery. Let's talk about that part of the equation, okay? She clearly got hurt. Um, we hope for a speedy recovery. Well, you saw she, the picture she put out, right, of, of her cast. I did not. I didn't she, see any of this. She, so she's, she put out a picture saying, hey, look, because she actually, the injury was, um, I don't know if she fractured a spinal vertebrae or something like that. Yeah. Um, but And then she took this picture. She had like this, uh, like a turtle shell, like like a cast for somebody who has a back injury. Right. You know? So, yeah. So, I mean, she got hurt. She really right. did. Right. So, hopefully she's going to be okay. But the moral of the story is, and the good part of the story is, that Matthew Stafford and Kelly Stafford are going to pay for all her medical bills. Well, they, they put out a, um, not, not the Staffords, but there was originally put out like a GoFundMe or something for her yeah. medical issues. Right. And I saw Pat McAfee, the former Indianapolis Colts punter, I saw him put in five grand. And they had raised, I want to say, like $35,000 already. But then Matthew Stafford and his wife were like, well, you know, it happened right in front of us. So, you know what? We just won the Super Bowl, and I was too drunk to even go help her, which is probably what my natural instinct would be. So, you know what I could do? I could just pay for it all like a mensch, like a really nice guy, George. That's that's Matthew Stafford, a mensch, paying for all of this, I thought. Yeah, so there you go. That's that's the, uh, the moral of the story. Hopefully, she's going to be okay, and they're going to pay for that, which is cool, too. So, uh, real quick. On the other side, I want to get into, speaking of the parade, you know, Les Snead had the shirt that said, uh, bleep them picks, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So LeBron, dis- like, I guess, commented on the shirt. Oh, yeah. And is that comment a shot? 
mm. across the bowel, mm. as they say, at his own organization. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. A little investigative report. Yes. A Sedano and Cap investigative report coming up in just a moment. But And what you need to know as well. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes.